0: Good morning. good morning. Welcome to Zion Lutheran Church on the second Sunday after Epiphany. A few announcements before we begin. First a reminder that our Bible study on Galatians will begin this Thursday evening at seven o'clock in the Fellowship Hall. Uh, bring your Bible and that's all and together we will explore the book of Galatians. Also just to keep all of you up to date so last sunday we had our annual congregational meeting that following night we had our council meeting and council is reorganized as it is yearly so so you know our president going into the new term will be steve mackey our vice president kevin coates secretary mary morshek financial secretary is rose roberson and treasurer amanda hunsinger uh, getting into the new year if you are at all interested in, helping with a committee, or in some way helping with the congregation, please let me know, or Steve, know, or someone on council. We're glad to have your help and have you join in our ministry. Uh, This morning, a few few prayer requests. First, uh, keep Carolyn Waltz in your prayers. Carolyn was scheduled to be in surgery this morning. Uh, So pray for her. Also continue to pray... For the Cribbly family as they mourn the loss of of Mike, and keep them in your prayers. Are there other announcements, other prayer requests this morning? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Okay, Mary Lou. Yeah. Oh yeah, Melanie. Steve Whitaker, if there are no other requests, I'll invite you to take a moment, quiet your hearts, quiet your minds, and listen to the prelude as we prepare
1: for worship.
0: Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you with thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart, we have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for you. And for his sake, God forgives you all your sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives the power to become the children of God and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Glory to God in the highest and peace to God's people on earth. Lord God, source of every blessing, you showed forth your glory and led many to faith by the works of your Son, who brought gladness and salvation to his people. Transform us by the spirit of his love, that we may find our life together in him, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen.
2: A reading from Isaiah. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. And for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest, until her vindication shines out like the dawn, and her salvation like a burning torch. The nations shall see your vindication, and all the kings your glory. And you shall be called by a new name, that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You shall no more be termed forsaken, and your land shall no more be termed desolate. But you shall be called, My delight is in her, and your land married. For the Lord delights in you, and your land shall be married. For as young man marries a young woman, so shall your builder marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride... So shall your God rejoice over you. The word of the Lord. Be to God. We'll read responsibly Psalm 36. Your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens, and your faithfulness to the clouds. You're How priceless is your love, O God! All people take refuge under the shadow of your wings. I feast upon
1: the of your house, and give them drink from the river of your device.
2: For with you is the well of life, and in your light we see light. A reading from Corinthians. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were enticed and led astray to idols that could not speak. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking by the Spirit of God ever says, let Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord Except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are a variety of services, but the same Lord. And there are a variety of activities, but it is in the name of God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, and to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, and to another prophecy, to another the discernment of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are activated activated by one and the same Spirit, who allots to each one individually, just as the Spirit chooses. The Word of the Lord.
0: Do whatever he tells you. Now standing, there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, Fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. And when the steward tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory. And his disciples believed in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you may be seated, children. I invite you forward. So, our gospel story this morning tells us, really, of Jesus' first miracle in the gospels. And his first miracle, it's almost kind of like a silly miracle. He doesn't heal anyone. He doesn't save anyone from death. He doesn't give anyone sight. No, instead, he saves a party. Jesus is at a wedding party with his disciples and with his mother and the party there, they run out of wine. And Mary asks Jesus to do something about it. So Jesus takes big stone pitchers of water, and he turns the water into wine. And he keeps the party going. Uh, in reading that story, I kind of thought about wine and the nature of wine uh, in the Bible and in the New Testament. So I have with me a bottle of wine, we're not gonna open it, but I have a bottle of wine. The How's wine made? Do you know? Grapes. Yeah, so it's from grapes, right? What happens to the grapes that turn it from grape juice into wine? Do you know what makes it wine? They add alcohol. Well, they don't add alcohol, but something happens that makes it alcoholic, right? Well. What makes grape juice turn into wine, right? Is that there's a yeast in the wine, right? Little microscopic fungus, basically, that eats the sugar in the in the juice, turns that into alcohol and turns it into wine. It changes the flavor, all sorts of things, right? So, what's interesting to me, thinking about grape juice and th- thinking about wine, is that wine it's kind of like living grape juice, right? You take this living creature, this yeast, this fungus, put it in the juice, and it becomes wine. There's something alive about it. And I think that's the point, right? I think that's why in the Bible, in the New Testament, I don't think they just use wine just for coincidence, right? I don't think they say grape juice is bad and wine is good or anything like that. But I think they want us to understand that there's something living about it. So in our story this morning, when Jesus turns water into wine, he's turning the water into almost something living. right? Something that shows that there's life. And the point is that wherever Jesus is, there's life. right? Jesus brings life. He brings celebration. He brings grace. He brings goodness. Right and that's why Jesus turns that water into wine. He's bringing life to his people. And so now we have wine of course at communion. And in that wine and communion we also say there's life. Right not just because there's yeast there that turns it into wine. We say it's life because we say Jesus himself is in that wine. He's under that wine. He's with that wine. And so when we drink that wine in communion, we're drinking the promises of Christ who gives us new life. All right. So wherever there's Christ, wherever Jesus is, there's life. Let's pray. Lord, you give us new life. Lord, you give us new life. Help us to celebrate you. Help us to celebrate you. And love you. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, as I said in my children's sermon, it is kind of an odd first miracle for Jesus, right? He doesn't save anyone's life in this story. Uh, he doesn't give anyone sight. doesn't make anyone's life really better. He just extends a party. right? Isn't that an odd first miracle? But I think... We need to see the miracle through the lens of the whole gospel of john right so in the gospel of john jesus's conversations always tend to be on two levels right first you have jesus's conversation partners who speak on a very literal level but then you always have jesus who's speaking on a spiritual level for example you remember the famous story in john chapter 3 jesus tells the teacher nicodemus that he must be born again and Nicodemus takes this literally and he cannot understand how he is supposed to enter the womb a second time and be born again he did not understand Jesus' spiritual meaning at all or consider in John chapter 4 the Samaritan woman at the well Jesus says whoever drinks from the water he gives will never again be thirsty and the woman asked for that water so she does not have to keep returning to the well to draw water for herself, right? She misunderstands Jesus' spiritual meaning. Well, the same kind of misunderstanding is at play in the story of the wedding at Cana. So Mary, the mother of our Lord, is speaking to Jesus on a very literal level in this story. Mary, Jesus, and the disciples are at a wedding in the small town of Cana, right? The people getting married are almost certainly related to Mary, or at least they're very close neighbors or friends. These are people Mary must care about. And Mary becomes concerned by the fact that the wine has run out of the party. She doesn't want the wedding host to be dishonored. It would be embarrassing for them to run out of wine. It would suggest that they didn't plan well, or perhaps they were too poor to supply enough wine for the guest. The party would be over, and people would leave unimpressed. And Mary doesn't want that to happen. All right, she doesn't want people she loves to be embarrassed. So she comes to Jesus and says, she hints at getting him to do something. She says, they have no wine. But she's speaking to Jesus on a literal level. But to understand Jesus' response, we have to understand that he responds on a spiritual level. In verse 3, he says, what concern is that to you and me? My hour has not yet come. Well, Jesus is making a connection for us to understand the rest of the story, right? He's connecting wine and the lack of it here to his hour, which has not yet come. And so we have to read it spiritually. We know how wine will be used later in the Gospels, right? Jesus will say, those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me. And then the other Gospels will say, this cup is my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sin. In the Gospels, wine is connected to the blood of Christ. And this helps us to understand Jesus' point here. His hour, like he says here, his hour is his crucifixion and resurrection. Before the Last Supper in John chapter 13, the Gospel says Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and to go to the Father. In other words, then, Jesus is going to give people wine, but it's not the literal wine Mary is speaking of here. Instead, Jesus is going to give them the wine that is his blood, the forgiveness of sins and the newness of life. And so understanding that there are two levels at play will help us bring out the big idea of the miracle of changing water into wine at the wedding. And the big idea is this. The big idea of the story is that Jesus' death and resurrection bring us a true abundance of life. In Jesus' death and resurrection, there is an abundance of extravagance. There is transformation. There are new possibilities. And this is the important thing to understand. Right? Jesus isn't just giving the people wine to get drunk and party on a literal level. He is doing it to reveal his glory. And his glory is most perfectly revealed to us at the cross. And we want to take in these implications. What we were given and brought into through the death and resurrection of Christ is like a party. right? Our salvation is like a wedding feast. It's a celebration. It's abundance. In John 1.16, we're told that in Jesus we have all received grace upon grace. Grace that overflows. And so the literal wine of our gospel story is a picture of what God gives us spiritually. And now, as we read the story, we should notice two things about the wine. First, this is not cheap stuff, right? This is no two-buck chuck from the bottom shelf. The steward even scolds the groom. Why did you save this good wine for when the guests are already drunk and can't enjoy it? You have to give the good stuff first. And then the cheap stuff when they're too drunk to notice. Right? Jesus creates the best wine. It's wine that's suitable for celebration and for feasting. Spiritually, this wine is the life Christ gives to us through his death and resurrection. Right? Christ says he has come to give us abundant life. Now, don't hear that as abundant life and things materially rich. That's not what Jesus means. Instead, He means he has given us life that is defined by the forgiveness of our sins. He has given us life that is good. He has given us a source of joy and peace. Of all the things that really matter and really last in creation, he has given that to us. We also want to notice, with the wine, just how much of it there is. So the story tells us there were six stone jars filled with 30 gallons of water that became wine. That's a lot of wine. If you do the conversion from gallons to milliliters, you would find out that this is over 900 bottles of wine. That's 900 bottles of wine on top of the fact that the guests have already drunk all the wine that was already there. And this is in a small village of Cana, a small family wedding. It's excessive, it's abundant, it's overflowing. But that's the point. Like the wine, the grace that God gives us through Jesus Christ is abundant. It covers us over and over beyond our imagination. When we receive the grace of God, our life becomes defined not by the sinful decisions of our past, but the eternal life we now participate in. We in Christ overflow with life. It's endless. It goes on and on. And like the wine at Cana, God's grace can appear to us to be almost excessive and abundant, right? You mean that Christ has died for every sinner? Yes. Christ has died for murderers and thieves and scoundrels and the scum of the earth. These are all loved by God? Yes. You mean the worst, most shameful thing I have ever done will be forgiven by God when I repent? Yes. But that's the truth, right? God says, simply trust me. God says, trust that he has taken care of us through his son. He has forgiven us and made us new creatures. And so his grace is enough, but it's more than enough. It's excessive, it's overflowing, it's abundant, it's rich. And God reveals his glory to us in that abundant mercy. By his gifts to us, we know him. Right? And this is why Christ promise, promises to come to us in Holy Communion. He wants us to know his abundant grace. He wants us to trust that his grace is plentiful and overflowing. He wants us to know that his grace will never run out, that it will always do the work. And so when the world runs out of goodness, you can turn to him. When you can find no goodness in yourself, you can turn to him. Because in him, grace overflows. It's abundant. It's full of life. And this is what happens when we receive him at communion. We trust in his promises and he invites us to celebrate with him. The wine that Christ offers to us is that. It's a celebration of the abundance of his grace that covers us over and over and gives us life unending. Amen. Mm let us stand and confess our faith using the Nicene Creed we believe in one God the Father the Almighty maker of heaven and earth of all that is seen and unseen we believe in one Lord Jesus Christ the only Son of God eternally begotten of the Father God from God light from light true God from true God we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead in the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for, us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Lord, you manifested your glory in the sign of Cana, As you restored creation through the shedding of Christ's blood, pour out your grace in abundance. Give us joy and gladness in the revelation of your truth in the person of your Son. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of glory, preserve your son's bride, the church. Make it her constant joy and delight to preach the good news of forgiveness in her Savior. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of glory, you blessed the wedding at Cana with your presence and honored it with your first miracle. Strengthen and give your gladness to all married couples and their families. Be present in our homes and lives with your free and abundant forgiveness and preserve all of us in the true faith from each generation to the next. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of glory, you rule this world by your power Give to our civil servants, especially Joseph, our president, and Richard Michael, our governor, respect and recognition of your creation and its nature. When they use the authority given them from above, let it be in accord with your good design for our world and not the corruption of sin, which they are to rebuke for the good of their citizens. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of glory, we bring before you the sick, distressed, and needy, Especially Bob and Steve, Mike, June, Chuck, Nancy, Marcy, Donald, Greg, Ray, Amanda, Dwight, Marilyn, Rose, Tony, Carolyn, Carolyn, Steve and Jane all of those who now mourn Michael, Mary Lou, and give your abiding comfort in every circumstance to all of those that in Christ, knowing that they will not die but live, declaring his good works, Lord, in your mercy. Lord of glory, as you manifested yourself by the sign of Cana, transforming water into wine. So manifest yourself to us here, transforming bread and wine to be your very body and blood for the forgiveness of our sins, and make us fit partakers in repentance and in faith. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, all these things and whatever else you see that we need, grant to us through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And now the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us pray. Holy God, gracious and merciful, you bring forth food from the earth and nourish your whole creation. Turn our hearts toward those who hunger in any way, that all may know your care. And prepare us now to feast on the bread of life, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is, right to give our praise and praise. it is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, Almighty and Merciful Father, through our Savior Jesus Christ. By the leading of a star, He was shown forth to all nations. In the waters of the Jordan, You proclaimed Him your beloved Son. And in the miracle of water turned into wine, he revealed your glory. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the host of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, mighty, and merciful Lord, heaven and earth are full of your glory, and great love you sent to us, Jesus, your Son, who reached out to heal the sick and suffering, who preached good news to the poor, and who on the cross opened his arms to all. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering therefore his death, resurrection, and ascension, we await his coming and glory. Pour out upon us the spirit of your love, O Lord, and unite the wills of all who share this heavenly food, the body and blood of Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be all honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Thanks be to God. I invite you to stand and let us pray. We give you thanks, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through the healing power of this gift of life. In your mercy, strengthen us through this gift and faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord.